Hello everyone, welcome to Jello Month Club's annual favorite films episode. I'm your host, Diana Koch. For this episode, I'm talking all about the films I loved in 2022. This episode will be free of spoilers. My guest is someone who joins me time and time again to discuss our end-of-year list. He's a frequent contributor to Jello of the Month Club. He's a musician, filmmaker, fellow podcaster, Wade Brown. Hello! I am pretty much a staple of the Jello of the Month Club. It was a funny thing, I was watching Christmas Vacation, because I guess Christy watched it when she was a kid, and they said the Jello of the Month Club, and I was like, fun fact, that's where Jello of the Month Club comes from. I was like, oh, that's cute, and then we moved on to, that was a cute little anecdote, but like, <laughs> we just moved on to the rest of the outs- the outstanding Quaid doing some weird stuff in the movie, not in real life. Tis the season. Tis the season. That's a good one. Yes. If this is new to everyone, that's where Jowl the Month Club came from. The pun. Yeah. It was a terrible pun joke I made. No, it was wonderful. Yeah, and then you're like, that's brilliant. I am basing my entire podcast on this pun. (laughs) So typically I would ask you, hey, Wade, have you been watching anything interesting lately? Wife swap. (laughs) Bar rescue. Bar rescue. I watched season one of White Lotus. I have not gotten into White Lotus. I know... That, uh, I forget his Coolidge. name. I forget his name. Uh, he plays Chris Moltisanti in Sopranos. Oh my lord. He's in the second season. Yes. I haven't watched that one yet. Uh, season one, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Coolidge. I will be watching. Oh wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's amazing. I will be watching the second season in the new year. Yeah. I have a lot of shows I gotta catch up on. I have not watched any of House of Dragon. Mm, I haven't watched any of that I either. I haven't watched any of Rings of Power. None of it. I haven't watched... We own this city, or we built this city. No, the have guy not. Who, the guy who did The Wire. Yeah. I love The Wire, so I haven't watched it. Um, the Bear, I haven't watched it. And mm. or, there's a lot of things I've not watched. Well, January is always when I catch up on shows, so I think yes. it's, it's similar. Towards the end of the year, we are watching movies like crazy, yes. getting ready for this end of the year list. This year, I feel like cinemas started opening up. There's been a lot more theatrical experiences, at least for me, than previous years, the past two, three years, which is great. You went to Fantastic Fest in person. I did. That was so nice. That was one of my most special memories this year, along with Friday Double Features, Joe Bob Last Drive-In. Oh, yes. That's some of my my most favorite memories. (laughs) Those are always Joe Bob, if you're listening. Thank you. Darcy follows Jolly of the Month Club on Twitter, so hi, Darcy. And also, uh, if you, Ernie, if you're listening. Ernie! Ernie was going wild on the Christmas one. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was going nuts. I love the Christmas one, the infomercials for all the auction yes. items. Those were so good. Sadly, I fell asleep on Christmas Horror Story. I fell mm. asleep on that, but I did catch all of... Don't sleep till Christmas, I think? Don't open till Christmas. Don't open till Christmas. Don't sleep till Christmas. Yeah. That was, uh, You gotta sleep. Santa won't come wild. if you don't go to sleep. That was wild. No, it's so good. Four directors? Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed that one, too. I'm like, this has all the stuff I like. It's just kills. There's yes. no plot. <laughs> and a lot of Santa Claus getting killed. Yeah. Yeah, bah humbug. Again, I will mention, this episode is spoiler-free. Typically, what we do is we take turns starting at 10. If that pick is on one of our lists, the other person's lists, then we stop until it shows up. Yes. So, for example, if my number 10 is number 5 on your list... 
We will skip it at my number 10 and we'll talk about it whenever we get to it on your list. Yes. And at the end, we'll have honorable mentions. Of course, we have plenty of honorable mentions. Yes. So it's not just going to be like, oh, you're going to talk about maximum 20 movies. No, we're going to talk about more. Who's starting first this year? Oh, you know, it's your podcast. I feel like... But you're the guest. <clears throat> or you're the guest. You go first. I'll go first. Now, I was more saying you should go last. <laughs> so your number one is the last one. Or I'm the host, so I get to pick who goes. And okay, who go. <laughs> fair enough. We could have rock, paper, scissors this, but no. Number 10, I forgot, came out this year. And I was going through my list of movies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that movie. And then we watch it. Uh, it is a movie by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson called Something in the Dirt. Wow. My number 10 is also Something in the Dirt. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Benson and Moorhead, they go back to basics. It's just them. They're a small crew. During the pandemic, it's intimate, it's funny, it's weird. I just love these guys. Uh, yeah, they're, they're always great. They're un, they're very great directors, but they're also low-key great actors, too. I don't think they get enough praise. It's not because we love them, and we would love to have them on this podcast or whatever. Not, yeah. It's not because of that at all. But it's more of, they're low-key good actors. I don't think they get enough praise mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. it. Like, especially for like like The Endless or something like that. And I'm glad they did this movie because I was not really big on syn- Synchronic. Mm-hmm. Not really a big fan of it. I was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, but they took the high concept of Synchronic, but they took it so minimal on yeah. this one. And it works. Um, it's basically two men that are, like, desperate for meaning in life. Mm-hmm. That they go down a rabbit hole of, like, scientific occurrences or just coincidences. And it's just like... How far is too far? Because that's there's a lot of people like that mm-hmm. conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Like how far is too far? Yeah, yeah. It's very self-contained, and most of it takes place inside an apartment. I saw this one at Sundance earlier in the year, and then it played Chattanooga. It played Fantastic Fest. I watched it in January this year or February. So whatever. So, it was Sundance. Sundance. Yeah. Justin and Aaron, they were at Fantastic Fest when it was playing. David Lawson, who is the producer. You saw The Endless. He was there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when it played Parkway Theater when it came out a few years ago. Yeah, super, super just nice dudes. I, like, I love to see nice people doing cool stuff. They were on, uh, did episodes of Moon Knight. I don't know if they directed all of the new they, Loki, but they directed some of the new lo- season of Loki. I liked Loki a lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this, but it's very Doctor Who-ish. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not very eh about Doctor yeah. Who, but I like it. They're doing cool Good stuff, for them. Yeah, so number 10, Something in the Dirt. It's available for rent on VOD, so wherever you stream your movies and rent them, check it out. And so if you want to buy it on Amazon, it's only like, to stream it right now as of this recording, uh, it's six ninety nine dollars to rent, or you can buy it for fourteen ninety nine. Hmm. Maybe you should buy it so you can watch it anytime you want. Yeah, and they always have cool little Easter eggs and special features, so uh, buying would be a good... Especially if you want to see Justin Benson dressed in weird outfits, like the speakeasy outfit. (laughs) Awesome. All right, number nine for you, Wade. Uh, My number nine is Clerks 3. Backstory, I saw the trailer, and I was very underwhelmed about the trailer. Uh, I was like, oh no, because Kevin Smith did Tusk. Really bad. He did Yoga Hosers. Really bad. Jane Sama Reboot was fine. But this one was like, uh, I don't know. But Clerks is so in my DNA, I had to watch it. So then I watched it, and I was moved. It was funny. 
But at near the end, you start... Uh, it's very emotional near the end. Mm-hmm. It's like you grew up with these people. At least I did. Like, Clerks was, like, one of the biggest movies yeah, for yeah. me. Every time I film a movie, I watch their Clerks documentary. That I think it's, like, if it's on Clerks' 10th anniversary, Beyond, it's on those DVDs and Blu-rays. I watch it every time I make a movie. Because it's so inspirational. Clerks 2 was fun. This one, Clerks 3, it's great. If you like the original, it's... Not as iconic, but it's fun. It's harmless. I just had a good time with it. Elias going from uber Christian to dressing like uber goth. Like he has like glitter on his eyes and his hair's all poofed up like he's in the cure. Like, peak. My number nine is Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I don't even know what this movie is. So, believe it played Sundance... Plot is fresh out of college and stuck in his New Jersey home without a clear path forward. 22-year-old Andrew begins working as a party starter for bar and bat mitzvahs, where he strikes up a unique friendship with a young mom and teenage daughter. Dakota Johnson is uh, starring in it, along with the director and star of the film, who is 25 years old, Cooper Rafe. Oh. Super charming. It's funny. So is it about, is it about that song, you know, turn up right now? Two steps. To, yeah. So really, they, it's about that? Well, because they play it at the bar and bat mitzvahs. Oh. So he's like, he's like a kind of, he's not like a DJ. He's like a hype man for oh, so it's not, little kid parties. So it's not the origin story. <laughs> it's uh, not the origin story. It's not like, you know how, it's, you know how it is like Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> And there's the Whitney Houston movie. It's twenty two. It's twenty two year old Andrew's origin story. Oh, okay, okay, fair <laughs> enough. My number eight was a complete surprise for me. It's Deadstream. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Shutter. I was just, it was just, I heard some people talking about it on Twitter, and I was just like, it was date night, so I was like, let's watch a movie, and we put on Deadstream. I was not expecting to have as much fun as I did. It's got a character who's the director, uh, is Joseph Winter, and he is both likable and detestable at the same time. Yeah. He's so detestable, but he's so funny to where, like, when he gets all the hijinks on him, it's worthwhile. It's fun and exciting, and yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's scary, but also make you laugh out loud hijinks in the beginning but then it gets the, yeah, he has a super yeah. fan played by uh melanie stone who was in uh he's dead and so am i i wonder if i saw that one uh i think he did it was at like a chattanooga film festival i don't think you were that much into it but i thought she was charming as hell and she's charming as hell in this movie yeah oh was <clears> that the <throat> one where they were at a park yes it was like two ghosts and they were trying to yes what were they trying to do i can't even remember I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, I forgot that I saw it, and now I forget what the reason is. I think they're trying to, like, pass over to the afterlife or something, and you can't do that. They're trying to do good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Okay. I do remember that. And they do it badly. Yes. Okay, I didn't realize it was the same person. She's very charming. Uh, I thought the movie was charming. Super fun. It's on Shudder. Go check it out. Number eight, for me, is On the Count of Three. I don't even know what that movie is. Wait, have you seen any movies this year? I don't know. I I believe this was another Sundance one. I cannot even remember where I originally saw it. Val has reached a place where he feels the only way out is to end things. 
but he considers himself a bit of a failure. His effectiveness is lacking. He's unable to actually kill himself. So he figures he could use some help. As luck would have it, his best friend Kevin is recovering from a failed suicide attempt. So he seems like the perfect partner for executing this double suicide plan. But before they go, they have some unfinished business to attend to. On the count of three, it is a dark comedy, but emphasis on the dark. It stars and is directed by comedian Gerard Carmichael um, and Christopher Abbott, who we know and love on this podcast. It's streaming on Hulu, and I love Christopher Abbott. I think he's just a brilliant actor. I will watch literally anything he's in. And again, it's a, a younger director who is directing and starring in his movie, and I found that to be really impressive. Nice. My number seven is Banshees of Inisherin. All right, that's on my list, so let's talk about it when that comes up. Okay. My number seven is Watcher. I'm not, I, I've not seen this movie yet. It's on my watch list. It's on my watch list. I just haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> I know it's Michael Monroe, so I know it's going to be on your list. <laughs> of course. You know, the biggest draw for this film, Michael Monroe. I just adore her. She's the best. As a serial killer stalks the city, Romania, Julia, played by Micah Monroe, she's a young actress who just moved to town with her husband. She notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street. All about paranoia, all about tension, all about beautiful, beautiful city, slow burn, thriller. It's kind of tropey. I feel like some of the stuff that happens is a little on the nose for like a horror thriller. But slow burn thriller starring Micah Monroe, set in Romania, that's my jam. And I I really enjoyed that. And I saw that at Sundance 2022, Sundance earlier this year, and it's streaming now on Shudder, so you can watch it anytime if you have a Shudder subscription. When is the world going to realize that Micah Monroe's great? I don't know. Did you watch Significant Other? I did not. Everyone watch Significant Other on Paramount+. Plus. Remember, I haven't watched movies, apparently. You don't, you've don't. you only seen these ten movies that you're talking about. Yes, only <laughs> these ten movies. Alright, Wade, what do you have for number six? It's probably on your list, but I have Barbarian. It is not on my list. What? Okay. I don't dislike Barbarian. I had a it great t- time it was, watching it. Yeah. It's wild. That's all I can say. It's directed by Zach Krager. Stars Bill Skarsgård. Mm. Skarsgård's in it. Georgina... Campbell and Justin Long. Oh, <laughs> Justin, Justin Long's Long. so good at it. Can't tell about the plot, basically. Georgina shows up, her character shows up at an Airbnb that's also being booked at the same time as Bill Skarsgård. Preoccupied by a charming, but maybe yeah. a little creepy yeah. Bill Skarsgård. And also, I think Christy has developed a crush on Bill Skarsgård from this movie. Oh, really? <clears throat> she is now. Aww. It used to be Jason Sudeikis. Surprisingly, she's she going younger. She's yet. going younger. So now she's going for Bill Skarsgård because he has an odd look. She also thought Steve Buscemi's hot. So oh god, Bill Skarsgård looks like a young Steve yeah. Buscemi. She also thinks I'm attractive, so maybe that's I'm at the level of Bill Skarsgård. I don't know. Hey, um, but like it's wild. If you thought *Malignant* was wild, this one just *Malignantly* stays in its lane a little bit. But *Barbarian* just goes in the set like it's going over the medium strip into another highway. That's how off the road it is. I beg to differ. I say that Malignant is the more batshit of the two films. I guess I should say Tunnel Shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, think, I think Barbarian has... Yeah, yeah. There's a point where it just cuts the Justin Long's character and you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And it okay. takes you a while. To, that's why it's a little lower on my list. It, 
it's, there's too much tonal shift with Flash that it kind of holds it back for me. But it's, I can't say any more about the movie. You have to just watch it. It's all on HBO Max, right? Yes, HBO Max. Awesome. All right, my number six is Banshees of Inisherin. Okay, we can talk about it. Also on HBO Max. Yes. Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson. I saw this one at Fantastic Fest this year. Irish as fuck. <laughs> it's freaking Irish. It's freaking. Uh, two lifelong friends find themselves at a crossing point when one abruptly ends their relationship with alarming consequences for both of them. They're very alarming. Occasionally sad. Yes. Occasionally funny. Yes. Very good dog. A much better donkey. We must talk about the donkey. Whenever I'm sad, I need the donkey with me in the house. Uh, very Coogan's <laughs> in it. Again, uh, he was in the Batman, and he was fantastic in that. He was in a deleted scene of the Batman. Delete it? It wasn't an actual movie. Wait, I thought that the... No, no, no. There's a scene where... Paul Dano is the Paul villain. Dano is talking to someone in a jail. Okay, that was a deleted scene. But there's a... That was a, a post credit scene. But there is a deleted scene where the Batman is talking to Barry Coogan. Oh, no, no, no. I was I was just talking about where he... He was, he was in the shadow background. Yes, 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 yes. This one is I was like, did scene. I imagine this? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> also, um, Carrie Condon as... Uh, is it Sh- Siobhan? Siobhan. Siobhan, yeah. Um, she's great in that, too. I, know, I don't yeah. know... No, the cast is great. Yeah. Brandon the- Gleason's great. Um, Colin Farrell is not dull as the movie he is Aww. dull. He's not dull. I love when he's playing slightly stupid characters. Yes. Like, he's so... He just has... He gets a lot of hate. I don't get it. No. I don't know why he gets a lot of hate. He's I think fantastic. He, he did Daredevil in 2003. He was in After Yang, which came out this year. It's not on my list, but that, he it. was very good in that as well. He's also good in Phone Booth, guys. That was 2004. God, I saw that in the movie theater. They were trying to make him like a heartthrob. Yes. But Colin Farrell is, it's very Irish. Ireland is it's one of the places I want to go because it's just so beautiful there. Definitely dr- watch the movie Drinking a Guinness. So. Nice. Irish. Very Irish. Freaking Irish. Freaking Irish. Top five. Okay, th- these five have been a lock for me. Mm-hmm. This is probably on your list. I have, my number five is Nope. My number five is also Nope. Okay. I like how this is, like, <laughs> coming together. Uh, nope. Originally, when I saw the movie, I didn't think it was going to be on the top ten at all. Mm-hmm. But then, as the months have gone by, things have stuck in my terrible memory brain, where, like, I remember the Gordy stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember the screams in the sky. Yeah. I remember the weird cinematographer guy that's like, I gotta get the shot! Yeah. And the weird paparazzi that was like cyberpunk visor thing. That was straight. Like, I just remember a lot more of this movie. Wait, you know that feeling when you're so hungry you could eat a horse? I know, <laughs> I know your tricks. Um, Jordan Peele, third horror movie. I feel like Nope was a lot less straightforward than Get Out. And us. Like, I think that, especially Get Out. Get Out is, like, explained. Yes. Everything is sought out to you. And then Us nope is, is kind of, or Us is kind of like, eh. Us is almost not explained as much as it should be. Right. And then this one is, there's a lot of stuff that you can look into. Like, gore in the Gordy scene, like, 
why is that shoe standing up straight? And then, of course, it's what I'm trying to keep it kind of spoiler free. Yeah. <laughs> um, what actually is in the sky? It's, it was great. Kiki Palmer had a great presence. Oh, I love yes. uh, Daniel Kalua. He's amazing. A newcomer for me, Brandon uh, Perea. He was the uh, IT guy. Right? The IT guy, or yeah. The tech yeah. Guy, whatever. The tech guy. And then, of course, Stephen Yoon. We love him. Yeah, Stephen Yoon is always a friend. The download of the multiple yeah. podcast. Also, the fun fact I didn't like when you watch it, there is a thing I realized that I've heard that like it was shot day for night. Mm, I think like the that nighttime that. scene, it looks different because it's actually daylight. And apparently they shot with different cameras at the same time. This all stuff, I, I might be completely wrong on this, but it does feel a little off because there's more clouds at night because they shot it in the day, from what I heard. I think it's very interesting that they did it that way. Because usually would... day for night is a no-no. Yeah, day for night. Oh, God, I was watching something recently. Oh, it was a Jalo that I watched a few weeks ago that it, they were doing day for night. That's very obvious, and I don't like it. It's distracting. Yes. <laughs> I think they shot on three different cameras to where it it works better. All right, cool. Nope, at number five. Number four. This is going to be on your list. I know it. Uh-oh. It's the menu. The menu is on my list. Let's hold off on okay. talking about it. Number four for me. Fresh. I have still, I have still not watched <laughs> Fresh. It's been <laughs> on my you, list for since February. Have you not watched any of the movies that I sent you? <laughs> Wife Swap was so... I also got sick at some point, so I lost track of time, and I just did not watch Fresh. I've heard a lot of things. I heard Sebastian Stan's very hot. There we <laughs> That's go. That's what everyone said about that movie, about I Sebastian that, Stan. He's that, very hot. I heard it was like a terrible first date. Frustrated by scrolling dating apps only to end up on lame, tedious dates, Noah takes a chance by giving her number to the awkwardly charming Steve, who is Sebastian Stan... After a produce section meet cute at the local grocery store. Uh, it's total schlock. It has major Greta, the perfection vibes. If you saw that, those movies a couple years ago, it's just schlocky thrillers. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, he's hot. He's Sebastian Stan. But I would not say <laughs> that's the main, uh, the draw. <laughs> this, this is, it, is, is it a meet cute as in M-E-A-T cute? It might be. Okay. I guess you'll have to watch it on Hulu to find out. It's been on Hulu for like the whole year. I think I it premiered wa- It premiered at a festival and then it came straight to Hulu. Uh, it's been on my list forever. I just have not watched it. That's my fault. And the lady, Noah, who is the, the female character in this story, it's Daisy Edgar Jones, who was in Normal People, which is a show that I talk about all the time on this podcast. And Wade always says, I never heard of it. Well, here you go. I'm going to mention was, it again. I was about Normal to say, people. I never heard of it. <laughs> I mentioned it on the last episode you were on. And you said that because I talked about Paul Mescal when I saw After Sun. I have, not seen, I have not seen After Sun, but it was on my list. Okay. Last minute idea. So there you go. Number four, Fresh. And now I should recommend it. I'm going to watch it. Down to the bare bones here. What's yeah. your number three? My number three um, is a movie that I did not expect. I saw the trailer and I'm like, this looks stupid. Christy wanted to see it, so we saw it in the theater. It is The Black Phone by Scott Derrickson. I don't know. I know a lot of people. I don't think you liked it as much. Mm, I didn't like it. I liked it a lot for being simple. I like. I respect that. They you liked not... it because Ethan Hawke had his chest out. 
That too. <laughs> but also, Ethan Hawke, his villain, was never explained. There's too many movies where we have to humanize the villain. We have to know their backstory. Why do they do what they do? Maybe they're just a weird, creepy man that has, you can assume, probably has daddy issues, was probably abused as a child. Yeah. And doing that. Great child cast. And I will say, it is a Stephen King movie that, like, it's not an actual Stephen King movie, but it has the feel of mm-hmm. a Stephen King That's- movie. And it sticks the landing, unlike a lot of Stephen King movies. And I realized it's co-written by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. Yeah. Um, it's great. I, I like, there's a little supernaturalness to it, or is it? I like, it's like, the kid is gradually, um, the kid is played by uh, Mason Thames, or Thames. He is gradually figuring out how to escape. And I like that. And even like the stupid thing with the sister having the clairvoyance and she has an abusive dad who's a little piece of poop. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, some people didn't like it. I loved it. I don't know. It was a great experience. I watched it a second time. I still liked it. You're looking at me with a weird, like, I can't believe you put that on your list. I, I, it's your list, Wade. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. I, for some reason, it, it hit me at the right time to where I have a fond memory of it. What's your number three? My number three is Dinner in America. This you saw you told me about this last year. So I saw it two years ago was. at Fantasia Fest. Did it come out this year? It officially came out this year. It made it onto John Waters' favorite film. Good for list, them. Right? SARS one of my most beloved actors, Kyle Gallner. Yes. For a man, I was going to call him Kyle Gardner. <laughs> He's probably been called that. Yes. He's always talks about how he is. You never were called... about this movie. I just didn't know it came out. I, I would have watched it if I knew. So it officially came out. It's actually streaming a lot. I mean, a lot of my list is on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu. Oh, um, but it also has a, I think, an Arrow release, Blu-ray release. Ooh. It's a punk rock love story. There's a punk rocker who's Kyle Gallner and a young woman who's obsessed with his band. He doesn't know this from the beginning, but they go on an unexpected and epic for them Midwest journey through um, the suburbs. And there's a little bit of a, an earworm in there. It's like a little catchy song. There's a little bit of hijinks. It does start off like very cringeworthy because... Our lead male character is obnoxious and just saying all kinds of off-kilter things. And he's very not, he's not likable, but then it sort of changes throughout. Yeah. You know, it's definitely, it's a, there's like an arc. An arc. Yeah, there's an arc for them. There's an arc for them as a couple. It's just cute. It's just like a little punk rock love story. And I just thought it was so much fun. It's definitely like a, an uncommon spin on Boy Meets Girl. And if you care at all about like the Midwest punk scene, watch it. Yeah. Top two. This was a tough one. Okay. Number two for me. I don't think it's on your list. I think I already know what your, your two are. But mine is Everything Everywhere All at Once. It is not on my list, but go ahead and talk about it. Uh, directed by Daniel Shinert and Daniel Kwan. Stars the Daniels. The Daniels. <laughs> That's right. Well, the Daniels. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Ki-Huai Kwan, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's a mind-bending kind of movie. There's a lot of multiverses. Hot dog fingers. Hot dog fingers. Rocks. I it, do like that scene. The little, yeah. I wish it would have ended on the rock scene. Yeah. It was cute. Um, it's basically 
that even if you make the worst decisions, and if, because this her character is the one that made every wrong decision, and that's why she's perfect for it. And it's just like it's a really touching story. Um, her husband in the movie, um, Quan, who is you know who's uh, short round from Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. who's also mm-hmm. Data and the Goonies. He disappeared from acting. He's great in this. Uh, the one scene where, like, he, you know, it's, it's all over, like, TikTok or whatever. They're like, uh, you know, I would like to, in another life, I would love to be, you know, in a failing laundromat. It's the Warren Car Y scene where they do the Warren yeah. Car Y homage. Yep. This movie has made me tear up multiple times. I watched it a second time today just so I can, you know, like, remember it because it made a big impact. And I teared up again on this. It would be number one, but it's a hair, it's a little too long. I yeah. think it's it's two hours and 19 minutes. It could be a good two hours and be fine. But also, it's just moved me. It's just like one of those things like, you know, it's about parenthood. It's about relationships. It's just about acceptance of, like, just what the cards have dealt you in life. I also, like there's some wrestling moves in there. Yeah. Jimmy are. Curtis is also great in their frumpy, I'm guessing it's a bodysuit. Yes, definitely. Uh, very frumpy. The hot dog fingers, come on. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> It's uh, so I, stupid. I kind of I wish the movie dealt with more of, like, because there were shots of, like, when they were, like, hand-drawn, like a kid's drawing, or pinatas. Uh, there's also one where, like, there's a brief shot of her in, like, an anime, anime animation. And I thought, if you were done more things of that, mm-hmm. I think it'd be more, I don't know, it'd be cooler. You know, just more things. But the rock scene in Lone is just perfect. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. The googly eyes. <laughs> That's your yes. number two. My number two... It's my number two because men will literally have a naked sword fight on the top of a mountain instead of going to therapy. Diana, that is my number one. You're talking about the Northmen, right? I'm talking about the Northmen. <laughs> yes, that is my number one. We saw in a theater together, and I remember when we first started, I was like, this is definitely going to be my top ten. Yeah, yeah. And then halfway, this is my top five. And at the end of the movie, I'm like, this is probably my top one. And it hasn't moved. It's just so fucking good. Robert Eggers, Alexander Skarsgård, Nordic Viking shit. My jam. Like, enough said. Yeah. Ethan Hawke is also in it. Anya Taylor-Joy. Is also in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Yes. Uh, the cast. Oh, yeah, delicious. So good. It's a simple plot. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been done before. It's a, was it Avenged Father, a Saved Mother, Kill Fjolnir? Yes. Uh, it's just like, that's the plot. But there's little, there's little twists there. Bjork's in it. Bjork is in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's great at the ending with the naked, the nakedness. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy shows her butt. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård shows pretty much everything. Shows everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicole Kidman shows her sass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, just so good. The Northman is available on Amazon Prime, so if you have a Prime subscription watch that which is funny because it wasn't before so i bought bought it on amazon mm-hmm. so i can watch it anytime i want i know then just got on prime like, hey oh, it's great. your number one favorite film of 2022 oh yeah and so uh, duh you gotta own it it's i think it's the most accessible robert eggers film it's not as weird it's not as dark as the witch it's not as weird as the lighthouse um also i just noticed like last year my number one was the green knight so maybe i just like these these mythic tales of epic adventure. Yeah. Maybe I do. You do. 
Alexander Skarsgård did not uh, uh, ejaculate on a on, on a, a scarf, so. a, a belt, a, a sash, belt, a sash. She didn't do that, so maybe it should be lower on my list. Oh, no, can I guess what your number one is? Is it the menu? It's the menu. I figured it of was. course it is, because I said it was on my list and I, I haven't know, talked about it. For some reason, I knew it was going to be your number one. I thought either Northman or Menu were on your number one. So, Northman, I I struggled with this. So, Northman was my number one, so just my solid number one up until Fantastic October. Best. I mean, late, late September. And then I watched the menu twice at Fantastic Fest. That's how much I liked it. That's how I know how to watch it when it was yeah. available in theaters or yeah. whatever. Because I knew you saw it twice. I'm like, oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Fantastic Fest slots. It's They're precious. Those slots yeah. are precious. Yes. I could be watching a lot of things. I was like, I have to see this movie again. Mainly because there is some line delivery. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast, but for anyone that didn't listen to those episodes, there's line delivery that just had me cackling so much that I needed to watch the movie again just to get the line delivery. That's yes. a cast. That's quite the cast there. A great cast. I'm and... Taylor Joy. You have Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Leguizamo. Yes. You're of our lord, John Leguizamo. Luigi. The, the, uh, the real Luigi Charlie He was Day. in Violent Night, which I know both of us enjoyed. It's, in our, it's my own mention. Yeah, so we'll David, talk, we'll the David Harbour Santa movie, John Longazama, I'll get back to the menu in a second. John Longazama says, Christmas dies tonight. Yeah. Or Christmas ends tonight. That was in, uh, yeah, Violent <laughs> Night, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, the menu, uh, Absolute Hoot, it's truly just funny, it's well-written, oh, yeah. It's well acted. The, again, the cast is great. So well paced. You just breeze through it. I will talk about the trailer. It's not about cannibalism. No. A lot of people I've talked to that have seen that trailer thought it was about cannibals. No, it's not about it's cannibals. It's okay. I just, want, I just want to let people know, if you see the trailer first, it's not going to go... It goes a completely different route. Listeners, if any of this sounds appealing to you, you can watch the menu on HBO Max on January 3rd. Mm-hmm. You better do it, because uh, I'm going to watch it again. So good. All right, let's move on to honorable mentions. Yes. We, we've talked about a couple throughout the conversation, but... Violent I, Night. Yeah, um, Violent Night, I would say, for se- if you're looking for something seasonal or violent. Do you want to see David Harbour with that shirt on? If and you, a bunch of Nordic tattoos. If you want to see a daddy Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> If you want um, to see what is Santa Claus with John Wick, yeah, that's this it's movie. a really. I saw it at the Alamo Draft House, the new one in DC. Actually, the new one in Arlington, Virginia. It's called the Crystal City. It was my first time going to that location. It's much better than the other DC location, so I would definitely recommend going to the Alamo Draft House in Crystal City, just outside of Arlington, Virginia. It's a great crowd movie. Fun. You can stuff your face. It's a good popcorn movie. So if you're going to watch it at home. I'll watch it Christmas Day at home. I was going to say, if you're going to watch it at home, make some popcorn, make some hot cocoa. It's a good seasonal, violent, fun movie. It was super fun. Uh, It's also kind of like, if you've seen the movie Scrooged, that opening thing with Lee Majors, it was like the night the reindeer died. Pretty much that. I had After Sun. I didn't see it, but... It's a father and a, a daughter, and they're dancing to Under Pressure. And I cried. I, that scene, I just cried and cried and cried. Um, after sounds really good. I'll say what was number 10 until something in Dirt came in. Then you can probably put them together is uh, X. Mm. What's going to be there? I, I'm going to tell you now, I think X is better than Pearl. 
I enjoyed X better than Pearl as well. I, but Pearl has a great last 15 minutes. She is great in this role. And I know there's Maxine that's coming out. Good for Ty West and good for Mia Goth. Good for her. She's, like, holding these movies, like, on her own. <laughs> uh, also the old lady. Old lady's scary. That was also Mia Goth. I know. Mia Goth. <laughs> Isn't she in that Infinity Pool movie? She sure is with Alexander Skarsgård. I'm going to see that. That's, that comes out in January where I'm like, that's odd because January movies are the, the poopers. But, like... Uh, Brandon Cronenberg. But then again, Scream 5 was in January. That wasn't a pooper. Uh, wasn't on my list. I know. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> on the list. I think it was going to be on the list. No. I think it's also a January It was movie. fine. It was fine. Scream 6, I've not watched the trailer. I'm not going to watch any trailers for it. No. It's a teaser trailer, anyway. Yeah. What else was in your honorable mention? The BTS Permission to Dance movie. Oh, did you see that in theater? <laughs> I sure did. Oh, I bet you did. It was fun. I remember one time you dragged me to it. I and, did. And all, you're all fangirl, and I'm like... <laughs> Listen. All right. I, I, and there's no hate. There's Wait, no hate. I know you're not a K-pop stan. All right, everyone knows that. You don't have to it's keep Jim talking still, about it. It's still your Yeah, Jimin. Yes, Jimin. RM has not moved up to that. RM's number two. Okay. <laughs> Jimin is precious, I know. Jimin's a precious angel. Are they playing anything for New Year's? I don't know. So RM just had a solo album come out called Indigo. Oh. It's okay. It's a lot of collaborations with other artists. I oh, wish I it was, hate that. I wish it was more just him. I hate when artists now just, it's a lot of collaborations. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. Kiss did that. Their solo albums, they did their own thing. Permission to Dance, it's on Disney+. Plus. If you like BTS or K-pop, very joyous concert. If you like their songs, it's just fun. It's like you're kind of at a concert and you don't have to leave your house. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, surprisingly, there's no Marvel movie. This is like the first that no comic book movie made my top mm. at all. Yeah. It's a special, though. Werewolf by Night special. I knew you would like that. It's Universal Monster homage. It's got Man-Thing in it. Uh, I, I For the longest time, because that's the character's name, Werewolf by Night's alias is Jack Russell. Mm-hmm. took me 20 years to realize that Jack Russell is the pun on the dog. Type of dog. <laughs> what am I, a stupid? And it just, it's just, it's 47, like 45 minutes, perfect time. It's I, I didn't count on my top because it's not a movie, it's special. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you like horror, but not really into the comic book movie stuff, I think it's good. I think if you like horror light... Yeah. Cause it's not very, it's not violent. If you like, if you like, no, I should say, I I feel like if you like, even if you like, like the Conjuring movies where they're, they're scary, but they're like, it's horror, but they're not super scary. That's, if you like that type of horror, Werewolf by Night. Yes. Yeah. On Disney Plus. It's a Halloween special. I saw that actually. Funny story about that. That was was a secret screening. Yeah, it was a a secret screening. A lot of people were bummed out. A lot of people were bummed out. It was fine. I thought it was fine. I think it was perfectly, it's just, it's innocent. It's harmless and I'll watch it every Halloween because it's only 45 minutes, whatever. Yeah. You know? I'll be quick. The Batman, I like the Batman last third is iffy to me. That's why I didn't make it for me. I like Robert Pattinson as the Batman. I think I like Robert Pattinson as he's too gothic. Like, that's the freaking point. It's also noirish. You know Bruce Wayne. I love it. But, he's also unhinged. This is Batman year one. He is unhinged. He has a death wish. And that's the whole thing. I like the Riddler idea. Colin Farrell's in it. Colin Farrell uh, is in uh, it. What a year for him. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Zoe Bell. Or Kravitz. Sorry, Zoe Kravitz. That's what I yeah. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Yeah. It's Catwoman. Whoop. 
Yes. And Paul Dano is actually kind of terrifying. No, Paul Dano is good in that movie until you're like, oh, he's just a fucking plebe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Great. Good, good uh, casting. Also, the score is really good. Mm-hmm. So, the Batman, I know that James Gunn's doing a lot of things right now. Yeah. That's pissing off a lot of DC fans. But the Batman is actually pretty good. There's not enough production notes on it to say, cut this down. Yeah. Uh, Bullet Train. I Both. watched that recently. It's a nice, like, Sunday afternoon movie where if it's on, just put it yeah. on. It's it's going to be on TNT. And you mm-hmm. know, it's like Snowpiercer. But, mm-hmm. Well, Snowpiercer is much better. It's on TNT and she's going to have it on the background. Yeah. It's a little too long. It yes. loses a little steam, mm-hmm. but I like the Thomas. It took me a while to realize, oh, Thomas, the tank engine train. Duh. <laughs> but, you know, I think Brad Pitt gets a lot of flack for being, like, you know, uber famous. But Brad Pitt's just charming, and this is the perfect movie for him, I think. It's just, like, he's just low-key, just calm, cool, collected Brad Pitt, you know. Great cast. Mm-hmm. Sassy Beats is in it. Yep. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay, I need to rewatch that one. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, Pete Davidson, that's how I would think Pete Davidson would go. Uh... <laughs> I think the the girl, I don't know any of the female cast, but they're pretty solid. There's these two are documentaries. Tony Hawk, When the Wheels Fall Off. Really like that one. Also, Rodney Mullen is like a spirit animal to me because he's just so chill. He's just talking about this. Also, him just doing manual. His his street work is insane. As someone who doesn't skateboard and just plays the video games, his street work is insane. Uh, and Dio, Dreamers Never Die. It's a, I think it's on Showtime. You can if you have Showtime, you can watch it on demand or just on Hulu, or whatever with Showtime. Uh, it's about Ryan James Dio's life, his time in Rainbow, his time in Black Sabbath, his solo stuff. A lot of that stuff. Really, they, it was legit. They had his wife Wendy, so it wasn't like one of those fan documentaries, like the not the Guar one, uh, like the uh, like the Evil Dead one, the Deadites one. That was a fan documentary and just not authentic. They had Wendy, his wife, that all these people talking about him. Sebastian Bach was in, of course. I was surprised Scott Ian didn't show up and say, how do they do this? Like he did on <laughs> I Love the 80s. If you like Dio, if you like Black Sabbath, the Heaven and Hell Years, which I do, it's great. It's a great music documentary to talk about their life and just their legacy. Jack Black's in it. Uh, my first honorable mention movie... Uh, Decision to Leave, which is Park Chan-wook. I heard it. I heard, I had not been able to see it, but I heard it's rough. Yeah, it's heavy. Uh, a seasoned detective investigates the suspicious death of a man on a mountaintop. Soon the detective begins to suspect the deceased wife while being unsettled by his attraction to her. Sort of romantic, sort of a thriller, sort of a police procedural beautiful to look at this is one that i just did not have time to rewatch. i saw it at fantastic fest i feel like i was not paying enough attention to it yeah uh and i've been meaning to revisit it i really enjoy park chan wook's work this will be one of the first movies that i watch in january that i rewatch. yeah like um whenever i think like a, a korean like detective movie, I'm thinking I saw the devil every time. I, like, I hope it's not as dark as that movie was, but you know, there's old boy and stuff like that. So that's what I'm thinking more is that that route. Yeah, it's really good. I, I would highly recommend it. Again, it just didn't make my top ten because it wasn't as fresh in my memory as other movies. But it's again, it's a fantastic movie, and I would I highly recommend it. And my last honorable mention movie, Jackass Forever. Oh, 
I didn't put them on a mention, but it was definitely in my idea. I had such a fun time with that and movie. And 4.5 is fun, too. Yes, it is. Forever is better. Well, after I saw Jackass Forever I, and I was laughing my ass off, then I had to watch all of the other Jackass oh, yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up watching the Jackass television show, and that's how I spent... Did you do Wild Boys after that? I did not do Wild Boys, but whatever whatever month this came out in, like, my letterbox was, like, nothing but Jackass movies, and, like, all I did was watch Jackass. You know, it sucks that Bam wasn't in it, but... No, it doesn't. Well, Bam sucks. Bam would cry, and that's the best part. Bam well, sucks. But it's more sad that Brian Dunn wasn't in it. Brian Dunn, whatever. Brian no. Dunn did a lot... I'm talking about the stunts, not them personally. Their stunts... Well, they make Bam cry with the, sh- the snakes. Always fun. And also, fucking around with Phil Margera is always fun. And Ryan Dunn is always the one that has... He's the one to put the the, tor- the car up his butt. Yeah, I know. So it's like, he's the one to do those things. So it's like, it kind of sucks, but, you know, they filled it out with the new cast. Yeah. Steve-O, of course, puked. Yeah. There was a lot of penis. There was a lot, a lot of penis. And a lot of... And a lot of puke. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it was, I think it toned down a little bit without the poop. So my honorable mention, Jackass Forever. A lot yeah. of penis and a lot of puke. Yes. Love <laughs> it. It's great. Do you have any more honorable mention movies? I have one more and then I have shows. Cool. Glass Onion. It's not as good as Knives Out. It's not as good as Knives Out. And also, again, another movie where that third act is a little much. Yeah. But I think I just like Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Mm-hmm. I just, I think he's great in that role. Uh, his fashion is great in that movie. Have oh, you seen no. It? Yes, I watched it um, Christmas Day, maybe? Yeah, it came out 23rd, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Dave Batista. Everyone's like, oh, Dave Batista's oh. a good actor. And I'm like, well, of course he is. Have you seen Blade Runner? I yeah. like, I'm a Batista fan. <coughs> so I have one show, but I know you have a whole bunch. So do I you have want three. to. All what's, right. What's your show? The Bear. I've not seen The Bear. Yeah, I know. You talked. You said it like three times on this episode. Okay, I've not seen The Bear. <laughs> so The Bear is on Hulu. A young chef from the fine dining world comes home to Chicago to run his family's sandwich shop after uh, death in his family. My three are all comic book related. Uh, Moon Knight, first of all, Moon Knight. Moon Knight I on. still have to finish it. Uh, Moon Knight, I have someone who has, you know this, I have so many Moon Knight comics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just like, is it perfect? No. But it takes it to where it's believable because Moon Knight's kind of a little iffy on like the plot of the actual comic, but... They replaced Marlene with Layla, who's a much better replacement. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. Uh, if you have not finished Moon Knight, there is a post-credit scene. Super important. Okay, okay. I will watch. Okay. I will finish it. I think I'm on episode five or six. Okay, it gets wild. Okay. Peacekeeper, loved. I love Peacekeeper. Okay, that's another honorable mention. I loved Peacekeeper. Speaking of wrestlers turned actors, John Cena... It's great. James Gunn did it. Uh, it's wild, and it's uh, Robert uh, Robert Patrick plays uh, John Cena's father. Oh, Eagly is the best. <clears throat> Eagly, and also, oh god, was it Vigilante? Yes. Oh, he is great in this. Uh, HBO. HBO Max, yes. Yeah. And my last one is a Netflix show, The Sandman. I haven't watched it. Oh. Does it do it justice? It does it justice so well. They do changes, but it's like changes that make sense. Uh, They already signed up Greenland for season two, so we're probably going to meet Delirious. I don't think we're going to meet the missing brother yet. We'll probably miss Death. So there's the Endless, there's Death Dream, there's Death Dream, Desire, 
delirium, despair, this destiny, and there's a missing brother. I don't want to spoil it because you find out later in the comic. I love Sandman. Just saying that. I read, I read the original nine volumes. Sandman's really good. It's not a lot of action. It's a lot of thought provoking shit. Like the yeah. dream. There's the Corinthian who is scary. He's basically the the reason, like the inspiration for people killing and murder. Mm-hmm. And he has like sharp fangs for eyes. Like he has mouths for eyes. Really cool. If you like <laughs> preacher, you like preacher. Yeah. It's kind not as wild as preacher, but it's it's a vertigo book like preacher was. Yeah. So it's got that dark adult tone to it. I'll I'll put that on my list. That'll be something I watch. It's yeah. The and there's also an episode I've not watched it yet. But there's an episode. It's all cats. What? It was like a supplemental episode they added. It's like all cats. I've it's a great issue. It's a great <laughs> okay. issue. That's the thing about Sandman is there's a lot of single issues that are single stories. So that's why it's hard to get into because a lot of American movies, shows, are Americanized. Like see how Cowboy Bebop was where mm-hmm. they had like the overarching story of Vicious. Yeah. But in the anime, Vicious shows up like four times. Yeah. It's kind of like that where they Americanize it to make it a long story. Mm-hmm. This one they kind of do, but there's a lot of like singular episodes. And I don't think a lot of people were turned off by that. But it works. The Sandman. An extra segment here. I'm excited for these movies in 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Infinity Pool. Yes. Uh, Dune Part 2. Fuck yes. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, Maxine. Yeah. Scream 6. Yeah. John Wick 4. Fuck yeah. Uh, Knock at the Cabin. Yes. Yeah, I'm actually kind of yeah. excited for that. Batista. Uh, yeah. Uh, Renfield? Fuck yes. And of course, Barbie. After that teaser trailer, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. There's a, <laughs> I'll show you this picture, and if you want to post it on, like, uh, your Jalo stories or whatever on Instagram, there's a picture that I was like, this is me. This may be you too. Uh, this of Robert Pattinson saying, one ticket to Barbie, please? Yes. That's me. <laughs> Emo Robert Pattinson. Yeah, so that's all One 20, ticket to Barbie. There's probably a lot of movies. There's so many. There's a new Christopher Nolan coming out. Yes. Oh, Oppenheimer. I think Cinema might be back. Yeah. Way over the head with the tenant. Okay, I, that was the that was thing. That was the, the gimmick. Cinema's back. Yeah. It's my John Wick. I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah. And, and now <laughs> it's Christopher Nolan's doing a, bio, a biopic. And I'm like, cool. Don't make it complicated. And also make sure that Tom Hardy is understandable in this movie. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> thanks for that 2023 introduction. I, I haven't even thought that far ahead. I'm still like trying to think about like 2022 shows that I'm going See, to watch next I gotta, year. <laughs> I didn't watch any of season four of What We Do in the Shadows. But you'll, like, you'll like it. I know. It's just like... I just haven't watched it. I got a lot of things to watch. Also, that Megan movie comes out in January. I don't have any feelings for. I don't know. Megan. Yeah. M- Megan. Megan. <laughs> um, we're seeing. I'm seeing Megan. Yeah, it comes out January third. Yeah, or it's something? like next week or this week. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like oh, next man. week. It's like next Thursday. I guess I gotta see it. I don't know how to feel about it. Megan. Weird robot AI is kind of freaking me out. Like you go on TikTok and there's what's this the AI writer? Thing. It's the writer of Malignant. Okay, now I gotta kind of watch it. <laughs> if they did Malignant, they're gonna do some weird stuff. Also, oh. Saw 10. Are you excited for Saw 10? Oh, I didn't even know that was coming out. Yeah, they're doing Saw 10. Are they bringing back anyone? I, do, I think they're bringing back Tobin Bell. What? 
How? He died in, in, in spoiler, he died in Saw 3. I don't know how they're <laughs> going to bring him back. Especially after, what was it, Spiral, which I thought was fine. I didn't even see that one. Chris Rock, right? It was the Chris Rock one. Nope, fine. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was, was that this year? It was last year. Okay. That's fine. Oh, man. If, if the Saw, it's Saw, that was Saw 9, so you can only go so far. Yeah. So I know that you have a busy schedule with all these movies that you're going to see and all these shows you're going to catch up on. But is there anything else you would like to plug or promote while I have you on this episode? Yes. You can follow me on Letterboxd, Suede, MCP. I am nearing, by the end of this ep- by the end of the year, I'll have 200 movies watched. 272 for me. I don't, I can't remember if the menu is available for rent or not. I don't think so. Because I wanted to rewatch it again tonight, but I think. On, you know what I'm going to do? Live. I, I know it's still playing at the Charles Theater in Baltimore. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this live. Live for you. I'm going to go a letterbox because I am a letterbox pro or patron, whichever it is. Or you have to pay, whatever that is. Um, it tells you what things are streaming on and it's streaming on nothing. So nothing. it's still okay. in the theater. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch something else or I'll just stay at 272 for the year. At Sweeney Guy on Instagram, follow me on there. Some of your fans follow me on there. Yeah. So, you can also purchase my Jalo-inspired shorts, Butterfly Black Velvet, on DVD. It's available for purchase on midconditionproductions.square.site. And it's only $7, $3 shipping if you're in the U.S. Um, so, that's $10 for a 30-minute short. It also comes with my other two shorts I've done. Uh, she is an associate producer on it, mm-hmm. and I've had some of your fans buy it, and they said they gave me good remarks, so if they did, you should also do it, too. It's on Letterboxd, right? It's on Letterboxd, so you can put it on your Letterboxd. You can put it on your list. Uh, yeah, and also, Midcondition Productions, youtube.com slash Midcondition Productions, Criterion stuff. We did Christmas Story Christmas recently, so I guess you can wait till next year to watch it. I don't know if you're into, like, Christmas all the time. I don't know. And also, I am a producer on the Sean Wright film, Night of the Axe. You can pre-order it. Uh, just follow Face Melt Features. I'm a producer. I, I'm, I play two parts in it. Two parts. So, we mentioned Letterboxd, and Jollo the Month Club is on Letterboxd. You can follow the list titled Jollo the Month Club for every movie reviewed on the podcast. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Jollo Club. Logo design is by Vegan Patches on Instagram. Theme music is by Dream Division. It's at Dream Division Music on Instagram and on Bandcamp at dreamdivision.bandcamp.com. And you can follow myself, Diana, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at DianaNK. If you follow me on Letterboxd, you will likely know what the next movie to be featured on the podcast is because I always log what I watch. All 272 of them this year. And you will also know if I am on the episode, if I logged it as well. <laughs> and we have the same movie. Unless we just so happen to watch the same movie. Yeah, I don't think you ever watch Jalo if I'm not, not really. telling you to. <laughs> not really, because I like to see things for see. I have a lot. I have 2023 20, movies to watch. And also, apparently, I gotta watch all the Indiana Jones movies as I've only seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. You don't have to. To see Dial of Destiny and see how embarrassing that's going to be? You don't have to watch all of them. Okay. I think I have to watch Temple of Doom. Sure. I think that's the one I have to watch. Yeah. Watch that one. Well, then Raiders is the one to watch. Yeah, Raiders is good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Wade, thank you so much for being here. Again, a lot of movies being talked about. I hope that the listeners walked away with some suggestions. I've had to add things on my watch list, thanks to your list. Yeah. Sadly, probably mine does not reflect yours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) You want to watch The Black Phone again? No, I don't want to. (laughs) Thank you. And you probably don't want to watch Clerks 3. Nah. And maybe one day I might. I will say I watched The Whale last night in theater, and that felt like a Kevin Smith production. (laughs) A Kevin Smith after Miramax production. Yes. That's not Red State. You've been listening to Jollo the Month Club. I'm your host, Diana Koch. No way.